So Scotty, I'm I'm in my robe. I'm like I'm free riding right now. I, it's I got my vape with me. The coughing has ceased. I I have bourbon in my mind, even though I don't have it in my body. Yeah. Let's do a podcast. <laughs> children of all ages, welcome to a very sexy, sensual episode of A Load of BS. Joining me as always is my friend, my compatriot, a gentleman and a scholar. It is he, the B, to the L-A-K-E, that's right, it's Blake. Tanner. Well, hello there. <laughs> it's good to be with you tonight, my master of ceremonies. Mm, my sk- sensual Scotch talking compadre, Scotty Moore. I'm really happy you added up ceremonies because there was an awkward pause after my master. And I'm like, Blake, it's not that kind of sensual episode. Why you gotta make it weird, Scotty? <laughs> you made it weird like, when you called me mask. Like, Fine, it's You gotta he, make it weird. Bee. Why you gotta make it? You making it weird again, Scotty? We're gonna have to start the podcast All over. Alright, stop the podcast over. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a sexy episode of A Load of BS. Joining me as always is the Bee Daddy himself. <laughs> Blake Tanner. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, and... It's good to be here with the senpai that noticed me, Scotty Moore. <laughs> I, know, I like the idea that a bee daddy, it's not like just Blake daddy. It's that you uh, have a very sensual relationship with the bees you harvest. Oh, you're going to give me that honey. Oh, oh give me that honey, girl. Don't oh, deny queen. it. Yes. Oh, oh, God. Slay, queen. Slay. Mm. You yes. got that honey. Send your drones after me. Yes. <laughs> Give me your drones. Oh, sugar. Yes. Uh. Let me be your worker. <laughs> Let me be your worker. Let me really get this. Mm, bzz, bzz. You like that, girl? Bzz. Yeah. Bzz. Oh, d- buzz right in my ear. Just buzz right in my ear. So it's been, what, like three minutes and we've already sexually harassed the entire internet? I'm so sorry that we're the way we are. (laughs) We're just sitting here posed in robes. It was worse, to be fair. Because initially I was dressed like... I'll show a clip from the BS Rev Up, but I was initially dressed in a cowboy hat in one of those weird beach shirts where, like, Half of the shirt is gone, and you get to see just all body. And you know, when I was like 150 pounds, that was a nice shirt to have. It was like, oh, there's a nice breeze. I really enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm a 210 doughboy, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. This is bad. I'm, and then, <laughs> then you came out with a robe, and I was like, any excuse, any port in a storm, big man. I don't care. I'll get out of this shit. Cause hey. yeah, yeah, I'm going to the beach. I'm gonna have me a beach time. You gonna have some fun beach time? I'll be there in spirit. Yeah, and I, well, the worst part is the fact that um, it, it was not, it, it wasn't a plan that I started. 
Basically, my girlfriend was like, hey, I got a beach condo like three months ago, and everybody dropped out that was supposed to go with me. You want to go? And I'm like, okay. And so now I'm, I going, mean, sure. I'm going to the beach. I guess. I guess. And then at one point, I, I had to reveal. I was like, just so you know, fuck the beach. I hate the beach. She's like, why are you coming? I'm like, I don't know. You're there. The Alcohol is alcohol is definitely there because it's the beach. God, I I hate that so many of my friends hate the beach because like I would I would live on beach time. I would be your beach bee. It's me, the bee. The bee stands for beach. I am the beach. I feel like okay. I, I I'm getting better with my relationship with the beach, and I've it's gotten better as alcohol has been introduced into my life. Because uh, sitting on the beach when you don't drink sucks dick. You're just like, okay, right? there's, there's ocean, well, whatever. But then you pop, like, some whiskey in me, and I'll be like, I can stay here for, I can show you the world. I do, like, I I enjoy the beach sober and inebriated. Mm-hmm. But, like, there is nothing better than just getting out to the beach, popping that cooler open... And then getting some drink out of it. You want some Corona? Get those limes inside <laughs> me right now. <laughs> oh, bee queen. Oh, put the lime in me. Yes. You put the lime in the blake. You put the lime in the blake and then you shake it all around. Put the lime in the blake. What? This episode has already started off uh, fantastically. I just want to say that. Um. Um, I would, okay, so, I, I guess this fits with the theme, because, um, I've been, re- I was Wait, recently cleaning a lot theme? of stuff. which Because we've had sexy sensual, we've had beekeeping, and we've had the beach, we've had a lot go on. Oh, Scotty, it fits with all of those. <laughs> um, you might see this little book that I have in my hands. Okay. I have a little book in my hands, and I just like to tell a story. Okay, okay. When I was a young man, my grandfather gifted me with a pocket version of the New Testament. Okay. Um, very close, very dear to my heart as a young child. And it's about the size of this book that's not that. Oh. Um, this book, however, lines for all occasions, pickups and come-ons. Oh, okay, okay. So this <laughs> is how you get you a lady. We've actually... Oh, yes. Oh, it's also for ladies to get men. Oh, wow. It, okay. Cause it like... doesn't... Yeah, it does not discriminate. Well, on our beach mm-hmm. trip, it's actually me, my lady, uh, my friend Zion, his lady, and then my co-host on the WW2K17 show I do, Brady, who is alone in a fifth wheel. So maybe this will help Brady find... This is for you, Brady. This is to find a Brady lady. Hey, you know what? There are some... Um, there are some... Uh... Like, location-specific. Is there beach-specific pickup lines? Let's see. Context... Oh, I turned right to it. To the beach. Are you ready to hear some beach-specific pickup lines? Yes. Uh, The first one is, put your lime in me. (laughs) Put the lime in the Blake, you nut. (laughs) God... Lime in the Blakey Nut is, uh, if it's not the title, it's going to be the first words of this description of this video. Holy shit. I hate the person that I am. Blakey Nut, please. 
All right. Hey, Scotty. Hi. Let's make crazy tan lines together. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, come quick. My sandcastle needs a queen. That's not a th- What? Hey, it's bodies like yours that keep the dream of a nude beach alive. Oh, God. Excuse me. Do you happen to like long walks along the beach? That one's not really much of anything. I feel like it's it's making fun of, you know, the old school, like, I like pina coladas and long walks on the beach and all that. Hey, guess what? No one says that anymore. That's not a thing that anyone says anymore. Okay, how about this one? I'd love to see you in a Speedo. Okay. No. <laughs> but- hey, want to jump in the ocean with me? Because you got me on fire. Aw, oh, damn it. I was really hoping it was just like a five-year-old. Hey, want to jump in the ocean with me? Let's, Let's go. Let's go swim. My dad was telling me about limes in the ocean. My dad told me that swimming is good for my... <laughs> it's good for losing weight. And with my weak... My, my early onset broken knees, I can't... I can't walk run too good. Oh... Um, I think you missed a spot. Is that it? Yep, these are all very shitty pickup lines, Scotty. That's the whole point of this book. Um, so wait, I think you missed a spot with your suntan lotion, or? Nope. With the lines. (laughs) With the lines. And then a firm smack on the buttocks. And then you walk away going, put the lime in the blanket nut and shake it all around. Put the lime in the blanket nut. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of sections in here that are like tips yeah. for being better at picking up um, people of the opposite or same gender. It doesn't specify. Oh, yeah. Um, target insecurities. Most people are insecure about at least one of their physical attributes. Like if they've mi- if they've missed uh, a spot suntanning. Exactly. Or if they don't want to jump in the ocean because their knees are broken. <laughs> don't make fun of me, guys. So you'll gain more points if you compliment one of the areas ranked as the most detested. So they have the f- top five um, insecurities for men and women. Okay. Scotty... Which one would you like to hear first? Uh, let's do women, and I will try to find a compliment to help you feel better about this thing. <laughs> okay, top five um, from least to most important. Okay. Number five, breasts. Damn, girl, them titties be banging. Oh. <laughs> Is that going to work? I. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, that going to work? Is that, that going to work? work? No, that's it. Oh. Okay, hold on. I am your new I am your new student. My name is Lester Lester Cornfield, and I'm here to learn how to pick up women. All right, Lester. You got number 5, breasts. That's a good one. Yeah. Number 4, buttocks. <laughs> uh oh uh 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 if Pokémon the animated series taught me anything, it's that the most important thing in the world is that ass. <laughs> is bringing up Pokemon a good tactic? I don't know, corn boy. <laughs> cornfield. Let's cornfield. Number three, hips and thighs. What the? Hey, girl, are you from? 
Did you go to church this morning? I mean, church is, because you got good legs and thighs. It's a chicken joke. It's you know, a chicken joke. Church is chicken. Lester. Hi. Lester, let's, let's just move on. Okay. Number two, wait. Okay, I'm waiting. What is it? <laughs> I've been here for like five minutes. What the fuck is it? Number one, stomach. <laughs> Wait, what was it? Stomach. Girl, I wish I could look inside of you to just tell you how nice that stomach is. You digest so good. Oh. Digest me, mommy. They like it when they call you mommy, right? Please leave. <laughs> Alright, Lester's out. Lester out, bitches! You can find me on Snapchat. No, no, we're not doing any promotion for Lester. Lester is dead. At Mo Lester. It's like they want more. Lester does not exist anymore. This <laughs> this crazy corn beast that you have created is not a character in the BS universe anymore. It's like they want more Lester, you know. More Mo Lester. All the ladies want Mo Lester. God damn it. <laughs> Oh, okay. So that that was uh, that was the women. So all of you ladies out there, that's the things you need to feel insecure about in this world. Is your weight in things about your body, and you know, not the important things. And like... also to be afraid of people named Lester. Hi, it's me. Okay, Scotty, would you like to try to guess some of the top five for men? Um, money. This is Family Feud nope. now. Family Feud. This okay. Is, this is all. This is all physical attributes. Oh, okay. Uh, for a man. Mm-hmm. His ability to grow a beard. That's not one of them. That's what? That's something I see all the time, though. <laughs> oh. Okay, so I've got. Okay, uh, that's first X. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, um, muscle size, mus muscularity. Show me muscles. Ding! Yeah! Number three is uh, muscle tone. Muscle tone. Mm. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. Uh, uh, um, hairline. Hair. Your hair. No. Um, Damn it! I'll, let, I'll tell you, I'll give you a hint. One of them is extremely general. Face. Face. <laughs> Just your face. Just give me your face. No, um, however, there is another, like, body part. Think about, like... Beepus. Your beepus. Your beepus. No. Um, okay, I'm going to give you one of these because it's just. Well, no, 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 number four is overall appearance. What the fuck? <laughs> I just don't like how I look. Period. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't either, Lester, you little freak. <laughs> All right. So, what are some of the favorite places in your body that you would like to have a, like, a, get a pump on at the gym? Um, my, my, okay, hold on, uh, to feel the pump afterwards or to feel the pump while working out? Because I like chest pump afterwards, but I do not like doing the, uh, push-ups to get there. Afterwards. Uh, biceps. I like my biceps. Uh-huh, you've, you've, it's not biceps and you've actually already said it. Oh, chest? Yeah. Number five is chest. Okay. And the last two... 
Oh, okay. Are the so same chest... for women as for, they are for men. Okay, so chest overall appearance, mm-hmm. the, um, the muscle definition. Yep. What were the What were the last two? Weight. Weight and okay. stomach. And stomach, because you know, uncreative at this point. Um. Okay. Yep. So, uh, men, that's what you need to feel about in your lives, not um, not the fact that we're all going to hell. <laughs> Please, uh, I've already reconciled myself with the fact of the horrible, horrible things that I do on this podcast, including read this terrible book that I, like, I love having it around because it's just so horrible. Because I know that I could never be as bad as the people that have written this book. Well, the beauty for me is all the shitty things I do on the podcast, I do under uh, under the guise of, an, uh, of another character. It's like my mom for a long time was just like, I don't want you saying fuck, but if you say it in a character, it's okay. And I was like, fuck yes, mom, that's fucking awesome. So as long as I do it in a character, it's fine. Like me, Mo Lester. The fans want molester. So much molester. I like my coffee like I like my men. Hot, tall, and strong. Oh, God, you just... This whole segment is sexually harassing the internet. That's all it is. That's basically what all of these... All of these are. It's... it's okay, there are people-specific uh, versions. Wait, people-specific? Like, th- if you really want to get into Greg Summers of Nashville, Tennessee, here's your okay. page for pickup lines for Greg. For example, if you wanted to ask a bartender out... Yeah. Um... You would ask them, what time do you get off, and how? Oh, God. Can we bring the... We have a, uh, a close friend who works as a bartender in Birmingham. Uh, and actually, last time I talked to her, she said she would give us free drinks, which is bomb as hell. But can we go to her with this list and just be like, hey, say say a lovely lady walked up to you with these pickup lines. How would you react? No, because we would lose a friend. <laughs> She'd be like, no, no, I, no, I feel like she would do it. She'd go down the list and be like, no, that one wouldn't, this one wouldn't, maybe, no, not that one. Oh, God, Scotty. Did you find a good one? It's, we're still doing for bartenders. Okay. Hey, just think of it as a really big tip. Just the tip. Just, just the, the tip. tip. Just to see how it feels. Just to see how it feels, my man. My dude. Okay, um, so that's people-specific. Do you want to know what the next section is? Yeah. Coitus-seeking. Coitus-seeking. What are any of these, then? <laughs> the rest of them, if you are, if you want to make a real weird friendship. Um... Do you know how a woman seeking a man um, can do uh, pickup lines for coitus seeking? Ass. I'm gonna re- I'm gonna rapid fire these. Okay. So a woman comes up to a man, and this is how you know they're seeking coitus. Hi. Hello. Good morning. Oh. Nice to meet you. Okay. Thank you. I get You're it. welcome. Excuse me. Pardon me. Uh, could you move your cart? Which way is the ladies' room? Wait. Is this the end of the line? Oh, third floor for me, please. Are you using that chair? God, you're an asshole. So, this little no-means-yes culture we got built up, it's all from this fucking book. 
Everyone! I read your book! I know she's into me! She killed me an asshole! Hold on, let's see if we've got... If we can see who the author is. Harvey Weinstein! Oh, oh that makes a okay, lot of sense. okay, that explains everything! Yep. Okay, fair enough. Fair point. Oh, well, ladies and... Ladies and gentlemen, we, uh, me, me and Blake Tanner, we, we've done this for a long time, and we've realized that we need a, we need a kick in the ass to really get going. We can't just jump into BS. All of what you've just heard takes skill and practice to get down, and that's why we have a little thing called the BS Rev Up. It's 30 minutes of me and Blake Tanner just getting ready for this, concentrating, focusing our chi. I usually will sing Nickelback for about 15 minutes, if you're into that. And uh, we actually released that, if you guys didn't know, over on our exclusive Patreon page, over at patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, patreon.com slash a load of BS is the website where you can go to help support these good BS boys right here. Uh, you can give back $5, a dollar, however much you want to donate. Every single little bit helps. And, of course, we do have specific perks depending on how much you donate. Everybody gets access to the BS Rev Up. We think everybody needs that BS Rev Up if you donate. But, of course, if you get... If you donate a dollar, you will get shouted out every single podcast. Like uh, the Patreon saint herself, Deborah Moore. Like Scott Moore. And, of course, like Megan Bolden, who I believe just had a ha uh, birthday. So, happy birthday, Megan. Uh, if you want to go beyond that, though, if you want to go to the extreme, donate $5. And, of course, we know you guys out there, you guys got goals. You got goals like we do. And you want to reach them. That's why we will send you motivational videos every single week to help you get through whatever you're going through, whether that's uh, exams or some tough times at work, we will throw you a little bit of help. And, of course, if you want to be a number one top of the list, the top of the block, donate $30, ladies and gentlemen. And you will be in the BS Booty Box, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, every single month over at merch.alotapurebs.com. I design a brand new shirt for us BS boys. We've had Rick and Morty designs in the past, which, unlike McDonald's, we actually still have in stock, so you guys can give them out. And then, of course, we have had designs every single month. This month, for uh, Spooky Ween, we have a Supernatural-themed shirt. And if you spend $30 a month over at patreon.com slash a load of BS, you will have that shirt, the brand-new shirt, shipped to you every single month. No worrying about shipping, no worrying about handling. You donate, and we will ship it straight to you. But that's only available if you donate over at Patreon dot com slash a load of bs and i do want to let you guys know if you want to do a more of a one-time donation we do also have a paypal at paypal.me slash a load of bs thank you guys for all that blake did you find more there's just a section in here scotty that's called kind of nasty oh. and i'm not reading any of them <laughs> can i get one can i get one? Oh god okay Put okay, here we go. The lime in the blanket nut. Blake, I'm a dog, and I need to bury my bone. Oh, fuck you. Fuck, <laughs> can we burn this book? No. Fuck that. It's going to stay up here forever. It needs to rem it's, It needs to sit here as a reminder of what, what could be not to be. I mean, to be fair, we could have walked down this path because I distinctly remember in freshman year of college, one of our first experiments as best friends 
was I per I still have the book. The book The Rules of the Game, which is essentially a 30-day, like, we're going to get you a date in 30 days. You just follow along with all this, and it has different challenges. Like, talk to five random people on the street. Keep doing this. It's basically, hey, this is going to build you up confidence and help you talk to people. But I feel like if we went down the wrong road, Blake Tanner, we would be saying shit like out of that book. So, mm-hmm. So this will this will forever stand as a reminder, of and what could it have will been. make me happy of the person that I have become. A man, a man who uttered the phrase "put the lime in the black nut" and is wearing a silk robe on the internet. God damn right. <laughs> So, uh, you actually said something earlier this week that interests me, which is, I'm usually the one who comes up with our movie ideas and stuff, but you have a, what was it, a documentary? Yeah, because I, I've, I've, I've been having some, like, experiences around, around Birmingham, Alabama, the magic city where I live and work. Right. Um, Scotty, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but every now and again, as I'm strolling down the street... I will find empty bottles, cans of this magical little beverage known as Fago. <laughs> whoop whoop! And every time I find these, it's been a few times now over this last year that we've been doing this podcast. They're always like clustered together, like there was like there was a gathering of some type of people who who almost worship this this singular beverage and the other day i noticed well on campus at uab somebody had ha- had lit a bonfire and there were just fucking cans of fago that were smashed and scattered all of fucking round and as i as i investigated this spot because it it piqued my interest to no to no end I felt like I was being watched. I felt like somewhere out of the shadows there was a there was a presence that was I, I don't know if they were if they were seeking me or if they if they just wanted to see what I would do with these with this knowledge that I know. And Scotty, I do now know that the juggalos are here. <laughs> They're here. Whoop whoop. Um Jesus, did I ever tell you the story of the, I, uh, this is, it's not, it is a tangent, but it's not. One time I was at uh, Build-A-Bear, or no, this was when I was at the T-Rex Cafe, and I was building a dinosaur for someone, and they were like, it's actually for my little sister back home, she's 18, and she always likes getting different Build-A-Bears, and I was like, okay, well, cool, what's your, uh, I always say, like, what's your bear gonna be when it grows up, or what's your dino gonna be when it grows up, and she goes, well, she's really into gangster rap. Maybe we could do something with that. <laughs> they were just like, I really want this bear to be a gangster. And I was like, fuck yes. Because anytime anyone's like, they're just like, I don't know, he's going to be a fireman or something. Fuck off. Have a good day. And I'm like, all right. But they, they were like, gangster rapper. I was like, fuck yes. And we have the little thing where you can record your voice and put it in the animal. And I go, what you do? Look up one of her favorite songs. We'll oh, no. play it, record it, and then we'll put it in there. And I was like, so what kind <laughs> I, dude, I've done this with... Mo- I've had people put in quotes from Rick and Morty. I've had people put in quotes from, like, movies. It doesn't matter. Like, I'm just like, just don't press the button until you leave. But otherwise, I don't care. And so I'll put whatever I want in there. And so um, they go, well, her favorite rap group 
is the insane clown posse. And my level, <laughs> my level of excitedness, which I thought had already reached its peak, much like Willy Wonka's elevator, bust out the fucking ceiling. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. I'm gonna need you to whoop whoop as loud as you can into this motherfucker. And I made a juggalo bear. It was the best shit ever. And one of the uh, one of the people actually grabbed it and went whoop whoop. And I was like, fuck yes. So uh, oh, man. yeah. The so you made a jugga bear. I made a jugga bear. So yeah, the the juggalos are here and they're making fucking dinosaurs. Well, Scotty, I, the reason that I brought this up is because now I am concerned that like. Once I had stumbled upon their bizarre ritual site, that they are, um, they are following me, as it were. Right. And so I had to, I had to call in some help. Okay. So I've, the I've actually called. No, it's an old call in. We haven't heard from him in a long time because he's still down in Florida doing what he does. Oh shit! Is it? Is it our yep. boy? And, um, he, he had a little narration. It was, a it was a cool breezy day, driving down the I-20 from Atlanta to Birmingham in my convertible 1985 Thunderbird. Hey, he finally my... purchased a Thunderbird! Right! It seemed pretty obvious in retrospect, but, uh, I digress. My faithful companion, Rex... The German Shepherd was sitting shotgun. Oh, I thought it was a T-Rex from the... I'm sorry. My, my, my companion Rex, the T-Rex from the cafe. Hello! Waving his, waving his little arms outside. He was having the greatest time of his life. Let's do this, Thunderbird! Me and you! All right, poopsie boy. Yeah! <laughs> we got an investigation. So we came down. To this magic city, as they call it. And let me tell you something, there is some magic in the air. Mm. First thing I saw as I parked, this beautiful blonde bombshell walked up to me. Hey, Sweetheart, how you doing? What's up, you fine piece of ass? She looked at the T-Rex in the car, looked at me, said, Sir, you can't park here. <laughs> That's Birmingham for you. <laughs> Welcome to Birmingham, I thought. As I saw my brand new refurbished Thunderbird get towed away. What? Trapped in the city now. Wait, I thought he was in the car. <laughs> no, I had to get out. Very <laughs> no, bad situation. He was in the car and he's just like, well, this might as well happen, I guess. So I had to call, I had to call Blake Tanner at the, uh, at the impound lot. He had to come and get me out. Not my finest moment. Then I learned that, uh, there's some strange goings on in town. Uh, a cult of magnet-worshipping magpies known as, uh, the Juggalos. They had <gasps> begun infesting the city. They, they were in all levels of government. Anywhere and everywhere you see all these people, they could be Juggalos just waiting, just waiting to whoop-whoop on your back, if you know what I'm saying. Wait, are you inferring that the mayor of Birmingham is a juggalo? Because I'm down with that shit. Now, you didn't hear it from me, but <laughs> there's a reason. There's a reason that the new mayor got one in a landslide. And I had to figure that out the hard way. His name's Mayor Wooper. 
Whooper. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, uh, so a- as we speak, Thunderbird is um, noir styling around Birmingham, um, trying to understand just just how deep the juggalo uh, the juggalo infestation goes, what their plan is, what they want to do. Yeah. Uh, well, I think I just figured out a little piece of uh, at least someone who's bringing them in, and it's actually been an inside job this whole time. Uh, no, I'm not Thunderbird. I can't do the. I can try, but Thunderbird sent me a message. He's like, "You may notice someone very close to me happens to have a particular pattern of colors on his face, and it makes it look like face paint of red and orange coloring." Poopsie, it's been you the whole time. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Thunderbird. It's just. It's just it's so important to me to share the love of the family. Whoop whoop and all that, you know. Oh, God, and now I brought you here. Yes. Brought you here to lead your followers. Exactly. They needed their king, the king of the juggalos, Poopsie. And I have come to Birmingham to lead all of my juggalo followers out. How, when did Poopsie become a vi- Well, A, he's firstly apparently now become a detective, but now he's also a villain. That's right. It's been me. It was me all along. I don't understand. Why would you do this? Why would you take over a whole city? Does it have something to do with the giant electromagnets they're building under underground? Whoa, hold on. What? Uh. What a twist. <laughs> It turns out they actually were trying to figure out how magnets work. Oh, shit, yeah, that makes sense, I guess. Water, Uh, air, fire, dirt, fucking magnets, how do they work? Should we bring in Lin-Manuel to do some more ICP lyrics? I remember we did that a while back. Did that, that was fun, that was fun. Actually, uh, Lin-Manuel is part of, uh, Miranda is part of the conspiracy. Oh, He has been... He has been uh, like a grand master juggalo for years now. In fact, the, uh, actually going back, he w- uh, he wasn't initially until he realized that Hamilton was the first juggalo. And he was just like, oh, okay, I understand. I must carry on the legacy of this man. <laughs> uh, the first he- of the family, the first of the bros. Hamilton was a face-painted juggalo. Got it. I really love the fact that Lin-Manuel Miranda can only speak in raps in my mind. <laughs> um, I think that's how he lives in real life, actually. That's just how Lin lives, baby. That's just how Lin does it. That's the Miranda effect. The Miranda effect. <laughs> oh. Dude, this could be a movie at this point. I mean, I mm-hmm. like the... Um, did I ever tell it reminds me of a movie I was going to write and it's a movie that does not need to exist but I had a friend who was Jewish and it was his idea and that I have to preface it because otherwise it sounds real bad but I was going oh, make boy. I was making a movie where there was a priest who owned a synagogue and unfortunately he lived in like a southern a deep south town and because of that, like, no, everyone was Christian. So they, are you playing the harmonica with your vape? <laughs> Maybe. Um, but yeah, because they were in this deep south town, there weren't many Jewish people. 
and there was uh your main uh uh oh what's the priest rabbi you had your main rabbi and wait is this the zombie jew movie yeah. <laughs> oh god not the zombie jew movie and so he finds an old spell where it turns people both Jewish and zombies. So his synagogue is popping off, but his uh, junior rabbi is just like, something feels wrong here. Something's not right about this. I don't like it. And so um, it leads down to this huge conspiracy where, as it turns out, that Frankenstein was the first ever Jewish zombie. And that uh, Mary Shelley. Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, oh yeah, Frankenstein's monster. And uh, Mary Shelley was actually, like, um, an anti-Jewish propaganda person. And because of that, she was just like, I'm going to turn all the Jews into zombies, and then people will hate them because they're evil. So it really wasn't a negative Jew thing. Like, the movie wasn't. What she did was. But the movie was like, no, if we have to celebrate our religion. We can't just be a bunch of mindless zombies. So it was kind of an indictment of the way people treat religion nowadays as well. Okay, well, I can see there are some fair points to be made. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying um, is we take that, tweak it a little bit, take Jew out, put in Juggalo, and then we're good, baby. So we have something much more palatable for modern-day audiences. For the modern-day audiences. Because, you know, Juggalos are all around, but the Jews don't exist anymore. God. Um, I, okay, so I could see this being like a noir thriller with um, Thunderbird and Poopsie, mm-hmm. the dinosaur. Oh, yeah, Poopsie the Dot. Now, here's the thing. Uh, everybody watching on YouTube, um, you guys can see that Poopsie is roughly the size of... Uh, he's a little bit bigger than the human hand. In the movie, <laughs> is he still this tiny, or is he actually more dinosaur-sized? Oh, no, he is a person in a T-Rex costume. More specifically, the one that I know that you own. Yeah, shh, it's, oh wait, so are we casting already? So we need Patrick Warburton, we need uh, me in a T-Rex costume, for who uh-huh. from in, within every once in a while is just like, Hello, baby, what's up? Yep. I'll be, you know, I'm the, um... I'm I'm the third like hapless sidekick who like stumbled upon this case. Oh yeah, you are the Blake Tanner of this case. You are the he called me. I knew he was around and he said he needed help. Help bad. It's also like I it turns out that I'm the uh the keystone to the Juggalo's plan. Oh, and they so need to capture pre- me. Yeah, we've got to protect you. Also, yeah. From the now, why are you so important to the Juggalos' plan? Well, Scotty, as it turns out, and as you've said before, if you remember correctly, many episodes ago, I am the chosen Juggalo. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, we've actually done a different Juggalo movie with our buddy Jim Murphy a couple episodes back. I can't remember the name of the episode, but go find it. Um,. So, yeah, you are the chosen juggalo, and that's why. I was going to say, do we make it a different reason for this movie? Like, um, the movie version of Blake Tanner is just the whitest boy alive, and they're just like, nah, he needs to be converted to our ways. I'm the only magnetic human being in existence. Oh, my God, yes. And, like, at one point, um, you, Thunderbird, and Poopsie are all hanging out, 
and you guys are like at a diner and you wave your hand over a spoon and it lifts up in your hand and you start eating and he's just like wait say that again and then you just like pick up the spoon he's like no 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 do it the way you did it the first time you're like oh this and then it lifts up and you're like yeah can't you do that i thought that was a thing everybody can do and then it's revealed that you are a magnetic boy and you are the key to learning how magnets work it's also very inconvenient (laughs) yeah unfortunately movie blake could never be an actor because you know that shit's fucking up with all the microphones Mm -hmm. all of it it's it's like you have to get in pretty close proximity to me but if i if i were to get my hand too close to the computer monitor it would break i've destroyed many computers yeah, you had a job at a Best Buy for a very lengthy amount of time until you fucked everything up, at which point the owner of the Best Oh, shit, the owner of the Best Buy is a juggalo, and he's like, we need to get that get that Blake kid back. Wait, no, that's why, that's why, okay, A, you work at the Best Buy, you work uh-huh. at the Best Buy, they do not allow you to check people out, because that means you have to actually touch the stuff, and it means it breaks. But they keep you around, because the owner is a juggler, and he's like, I need to keep him around, that way we'll have him at the ready. It's because, like, he sent the word out, and that started the gathering. Uh-huh. <laughs> the gathering of the juggalos. I was like, the gathering of the juggalos is already a real thing, so we're gonna have to change that name around, or else we're gonna oh, get sued shit. by juggalos, which we're already going to do anyways. Yep, he he caused the juggalo quickening. <laughs> the juggalo quickening. Man, the only bad thing about this is like, like I I'm not gonna say I like juggalos, but juggalos like the same kind of wrestling I like, so I can't be too mad. I'm like, oh all right, juggalos, I get it. You're cool. I'm cool. With I, you. Yeah, I mean, I have nothing against juggalos either. I can just see them like running a multinational conspiracy to try to understand how magnets work. Now, have I told you, uh, this is, and we'll move on to the next segment after this, but we'll, I've got to get this out about Juggalos, is that uh, there's a song that, I, I showed it to you one time before we went to the gym, I was like, man, this thing gets me hyped, this song is awesome, and it's uh, the Cottonmouth Kings with Tech 9 and it's a song called City to City, and at one point in the song, uh, they just go, uh, they're basically cutting the verse over to Tech 9, so they're like, why don't everybody give a whoop whoop for my homeboy Tech, whoop whoop, and I'm like, yeah, whoop whoop, and then my, like, I had, I had that moment where, like, every time slowed, and I was like, wait a minute, that's a juggalo thing, and then I looked him up, and it was just like, yeah, they're juggalos, and I was like, Damn it. Okay, well, fuck, Juggalo's popping out some damn good music, bro. It's in the middle of it. It's like, woo, woo, oh, shit. No, that song comes on in the movie. I am driving, the Poopsie's driving the car, and when it comes to give a whoop whoop for my homeboy tech, you just hear whoop whoop, and then Thunderbird looks over, and then that's the moment. That's the first moment where he's like, I knew from that moment you was a juggler. But of course I couldn't. I had to trust my partner. Yeah. I never knew that you could have. It could have gone so far, Poopsie. Never <laughs> knew you were the juggalo's leader. All along. It's always been me. It was me all along. 
Turns out that Poopsie's been orchestrating this whole thing, even like Thunderbird coming to town. Yeah, I, I feel like that's a thing. I feel like they never really talk outside of work about what their uh, side projects are. And mm-hmm. then he was just like, I'm just going to do this. But Makes you, sense. But you know another side product project I have, like Tanner. Oh, hold on. Let me guess. Let me guess. <laughs> no, beautiful, it, beautiful music. Well, yes, that as well, and YouTube and writing and audiobooks, but also designing clothing. Like all the clothing over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, merch.aloadofpurebs.com is the only website where you can go to get all the merchandise for all your favorite BS Network programs, whether that be Fight Boys or the Quizzle Court Podcast. And of course, like I said earlier, I design a brand new shirt for the BS Boys every single month. Just go over to the website you can pick up i think i don't know if they're still on the website but we got some lovely canvases with our face on it we've got some lovely tumblers for all of the different shows and of course we got shirts we got the rick and morty shirt we got the supernatural themed shirt we got all kinds of shirts they are fantastic and i know blake is excited because he finally has his first fight boys pro wrestling shirt and it's good. It's good. Like it's the th- it's a thing of like when I made the shirt for our other co-host on Fight Boys, Dylan. I'm like, I've only known Dylan for a year. I'll make him a shit shirt. It's okay. I don't have to put that much love into it. But with Blake, I'm like, Blake's my best friend. I must have made something important. And so I put the word fuck on the shirt, and he went, We can't do that. And I was like, Damn it. So, <laughs> so Blake does have a shirt over there. Uh, check that out over at merch. load of pure BS. Dot com. Now, Blake, um, so, you know, there's, there's a lot, Christmas is coming up, okay? Um, that's the best way I can lead into this, is that- Scotty, it's October. Christmas is coming up, (laughs) and, um, there's a movie I saw a commercial for recently, and it interested me, and I'll I'll tell you what I had to Google, and it's all I had to Google to find this movie. I looked up the phrase- CGI, animal, Jesus movie. Oh, no. <laughs> so, um, if you've never heard of um, this little guy named Jesus Christ, they're making a movie about him. A movie about the story of Jesus, his nativity, if you will, called The Star. But here's the thing, Blake Tanner, people have done this before numerous times like say this is me and you discussing it they've made movies about the jesus stuff before but what they haven't done is made it from the perspective of the animals that were in the barn with jesus oh my god yes (laughs) and it is um it is going to be released november 17th so I think me and you, uh, I'm putting out a mandate for a mandate right now for me and you to go see the Jesus Animal movie. Um, let's see. The film centers on a donkey named Bo and his animal friends who become the unsung heroes of the first Christmas. Okay, the donkey is voiced by John Cena, isn't he? No, no, because no. that's the only way that I can stomach this. I wish it was, but John, unfortunately, <laughs> is busy being an elephant for the next couple of uh, months. Oh. 
But let me just take you through. But I'm happy you talked about casting. Because I'm sure when you hear this plot of like, it's obviously going to be very Christian, uh, themed after the story of Christmas. And so I'm sure you're like, oh, it's probably one of those like TBN. Turn, no, wait, no, that's Turner. No, Jesus Networks. So you're not expecting a lot of people to be in this movie. If I may, this movie features the talents of Ving Grames, also known as the motherfucker from Pulp Fiction, <laughs> who nearly kills Bruce Willis, Gabriel Iglesias, uh-huh. Tyler Perry, Oprah Winfrey, Tracy Morgan, Tracy Morgan, Kelly Clarkson, Chris Christopherson, Zachary Levi as Joseph, uh, Stephen Yun from The Walking Dead, who plays Glenn on The Walking Dead. Yeah, yep. that's him. Apparently, uh, Glenn died, and he was like, "Now I'm gonna go save Jesus." <laughs> Let's go. It's time to go. I'm go back in time. I'm gonna become a donkey. It's like, oh god, I I, I wish I knew more about Quantum Leap so I could make the best Quantum Leap reference of just he went back in time and now he's a donkey, and he has to save Jesus. Um, <laughs> Stephen Yoon was just a normal actor until one day he died on set, <laughs> and he found out that he wasn't in his own body anymore. And he was jumping from biblical moment to biblical moment in the body of different animals. And he knew that he had to set right what once went wrong. All right. Uh, and then, of course, as well, Keegan-Michael Key of Key and Peel film, or Peel fame, and the man who uh, is infamous for playing Obama's anger translator. And then a woman named Delilah. I don't know who Delilah is, but she's in it as well. I just don't understand. Like, I don't... What's the problem with the nativity that you need a donkey and his friends to go save them? I just really like that her her whole stage name is Delilah. Her, that's my dog's name. At first, I was like, is my dog in the fucking Jesus movie? Did they do some mocap work on my little Pekingese and just decide to pop her in the Jesus movie? Oh, fuck. So, what, what, what do the animals do? No clue. No, I just read everything. I am now having to do extraneous work because I thought the Wikipedia article would be like, look, I know y'all motherfuckers want to know about this. Let me toss some shit to you. No. Do you want to read the plot summary? I did. There's a fucking donkey (laughs) named Bo and he has to save Jesus. That's basically it. The plot summary is a sentence. Uh, yeah. Uh, the movie features a donkey. This is from ChristianPost.com, because why not? The movie features a donkey named Bo who yearns for a life beyond the mill and who ends up escaping and following a star in the sky that leads him to become one of the accidental heroes in the greatest story ever told. We're calling it the greatest story never told. I'm sorry. So. How does a donkey save Jesus? That's what I want to know. Welcome to why I'm like, we have to go see this movie. For no other reason than for me to be like, what is coming after Jesus? Um, 
He, he said, uh, having animals play key roles gives you some space to infuse creativity. I love that sentence. That's him being like, <clears throat> okay, hold on a second. This movie is not the first. I thought we were going to talk about this movie. I think I just found something better. This movie is not the first animated film about the birth of Jesus. A three-part comedy series was released years back, the first of which was called Nativity! With an exclamation point, that's why I had to yell it, which was shown in 2009. It was described as an improv comedy based around a school nativity play. Okay. Oh, boy. It was... Okay, because I, at first I thought that it was going to be like, hey, do you guys know the nativity story, but what if we made it real wacky? <laughs> it was... Well, <clears throat> what the fuck do you think this movie's going to be? I, I like to think that Jesus is going to be eaten by wolves. <laughs> like, the donkey has to be like, I'm going to fight off these wolves for Jesus. Fight wolves for Jesus. I wonder if the wolf knows it's Jesus, or they're just like, ah, some baby. That's a baby in that manger. I'm gonna fight this wolf. Wolf don't eat babies. Wolf. Uh, hey, wolf, you're not gonna eat this baby. Not tonight. Not while Don Quixote is on Don the watch. Don Yes! Um, in case you're curious, Nativity does have two sequels, the first of which is Nativity 2, Danger in the Manger. Danger in the manger. And then, dude, where's my donkey? <laughs> but all of these, like, this is, seems like the first one that's actually taking place in the nativity. Because all of these are, like, about teachers putting on nativity plays. Whereas this one is just like, no, it's about a donkey that has to fight off wolves to save <laughs> G I can't, okay. Do we take it to the question of, is there going to be a sequel about the crucifixion? And is there going to be a really old bow the donkey that gets there just a little too late? Just a little too... Oh, God. No! Oh, my God! This exposes... Okay. So, he gets there late, but he's just like, where is he? Because now he's old and grizzled. He's voiced by Bruce Willis. <laughs> They're just like, we put him, because apparently they're talking, the guards are talking to a donkey. They're just like, he's in this cave. And he's just like, I don't care. And he headbutts the rock away. <laughs> and that's how Jesus got out, is he headbutts the rock away. And then Jesus' spirit flies out and is just like, thank you, my child. Now I'm going to go do some Jesus stuff. Whoopoo! And then flies away. I love how, like, one of the biggest points of the resurrection story is, like, and the rock just moved. <laughs> but now we know. Yeah, it was that donkey headbutting the guards. They passed out when they woke up. They're like, there's no way a donkey would move that rock. That had to be moved on its own. <laughs> but it's actually been Bo, the old-ass, badass donkey who pushed it out of the way. It was like, come with me, ghost of Jesus. You've got missions to complete. Also, I like to think that as Jesus pets him, it's just like, thank you, my child. You may, you may, <laughs> your, your peace is done. Uh, Bo dies in a very sad moment. And, and, and then Jesus rides him to heaven. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Boom! We have just written Danger in the Manger, the sequel to this new Jesus movie. Let's see. I'm, oh. tr I'm trying to find more about this. There's nothing more about this Jesus movie, is there? 
Um, Probably not. Yeah, it's called The Star. That's all I know. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. That's the same thing. Oh, here we go. Here's the most synopsis that I've found so far. A small but brave donkey named Bo. We know. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yearns for a life beyond the mill. One day, he finds courage to break free, embarking on the adventure of his dreams. On his journey, he teams up with Ruth, a lovable sheep who has lost her flock. Dude, that's that's some ultimate Christian stuff right there. You are just yep. a lost sheep away from the flock. Come back to me and Jesus and also fight some wolves. It's going to be epic as shit. Um, oh. And Dave, a dove who, who has lofty as- aspirations. Dave the dove. Along with three camels and three eccentric stable animals, Bo and his new friends follow the star and become accidental heroes. I'm really uncomfortable with the use of heroes so much. Because that means there's going to be some real abuse towards the baby Jesus. What do they do to save Jesus? How do they become accidental? I guess you're going to have to watch the movie to fucking find out, but still. Wolves, I still like wolves eating the baby Jesus. No. But... Uh, it's dinosaurs. They dinosaur? have to stop dinosaurs. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, we don't know if dinosaurs existed back then or not. It could be dinosaurs. Okay, that's one What if thing. these are the last of the dinosaurs and they're like, no, God tried to have us taken out because we were too powerful for they're him. They're old and gritty. Like, I was going to get you. I'm going to eat his son. Okay, so there's three raptors who I like to think are basically the hyenas from The Lion King. And you know what? They are taking up the space in the manger. So, like, they are not allowed in there. And so the, sh- the shopkeeper is just like, I'm sorry, there's no space. Even our manger is full. At which point, Bo the donkey p- pimps in, beats the shit out of the raptors, causes them to run away into a pit of lava. There's lava now. And it kills them. And then he's just like, well, it appears as though there's been a spot opened in our manger because some b- fucking donkey beat the shit out of some raptors and sent them into a pit of lava so now you may give birth to your child in this manger. I, I do I do think that like nobody talks about the famous Jerusalem volcano. <laughs> the infamous Jerusalem volcano. <laughs> Wait, what if that's it? What if the lava is inching ever closer to Mary and Joseph and it's just like let us in, let us in, let us in and he's like, I'm sorry, I have no space. And he, then finally he's just like the manger, the manger is full, there's dinosaurs. Then Bo pops in. I really wish he was voiced by Eddie Murphy, but Bo pops in and he's just like, Get out of here, you raptors! Pimp slaps a raptor in the face. They run out. The shopkeep looks back and just like, I guess there's no more raptors. And then you may come in, have your child. I like that. Uh, I like that the uh, the main the the manger keeper has just become poopsie. It's become well, it's it's poopsie and Watto, one of the two. I like to Watto. think I like to think it's actually Watto because Watto ain't afraid of the lava because he's flying off of the ground. He's like, I don't care. It's not gonna touch my feet. Fuck you. Have a good one. Now here's the thing. It's it's produced by Sony Pictures Entertainment. Do they go full Jesus? Are they just like, this is the Savior? Because I haven't seen anything where they're just like, it's the birth of Christ our Lord. They're just like, it's, you know, the story of Christmas. So are they going to go full Jesus? Or are they just going to be like, I don't know, they're saving this baby. It's pretty dope. 
And then in, th in 30 years, people are going to be looking back and be like, ah, oh, let us tell the story of Christmas wherein a donkey beat up three raptors and, and let a baby be born in a manger. I, I do love that people tell the story specifically about the donkey. Yeah, no, that's how much this movie is going to change the world. Same thing it's, with Fer Ferdinand, the John Cena bull movie. It's not got a lot of heat on it, but it's going to change the world. And it's going to be good. <gasps> Blake, I just realized the crossover of a generation. Ferdinand's great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather is there. And we're about to start the Ferdinand Jesus universe. Oh, the FJU. The FJU. Oh, okay, so I think... Oh, Jesus. Oh, well, I mean, that's weird. Oh, Blake, what did you learn? You know what I learned, Scotty? Yep. I learned that you better watch out for this November when Don Quixote and Delilah take on <laughs> Danger in the Manger. Danger in the Manger. And I learned that I did it all along. I am the king of the juggalos, my friends. Let's do this. Uh, so, Blake Tanner, where can they find you? Um, you can find me going to remedial human classes after reading from that book earlier. Oh, yeah. Um, also, you can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. I believe it's the same on Instagram if you want to see pictures that I do. Um, and you can also find me on YouTube at the Darkroom Vidya. Later this month, um, for the Darkroom, we are going to be streaming, um... Us watching the greatest Halloween movie ever, Ernest Scared Stupid. I f can I join in on that? Because I genuinely love Ernest Scared Stupid. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's going to be so fun. I'll, I'll, feel you, I'll let you know when we figure some stuff out about okay. it. Okay. And we'll see what uh, we can do. Can I also comment about your Instagram? Because your Instagram is one of my favorite. Well, your social media is my favorite. Because I know who you are as a person. And the fact that you're like, yeah, let's talk about raptors and Jesus. But anytime you're on social media, you're just like, beautiful day this morning. It makes you appreciate the life that we've been given. I'm like, what the fuck is this? This well, is that's my because, <laughs> Scotty, much like you, I play a character on this podcast. And this podcast character, Blake Tanner, is me just indulging in my wild side, kind of taking a dip in. <laughs> but normal everyday Blake is this soft, caring soul that you never see on this podcast. Firstly, fuck you, you're a liar, but <laughs> I think everything is a character. <laughs> But uh, if you want to see my social media character, you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S-E-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. I'm the same on Instagram as well. Uh, of course, you can buy my book on Amazon. It's called Queasel Corp, A Tale of Dicks, Dicks and Douchebags. It's spelled Q-U-E-Z-A-L-C-O-R-P. Make sure to check out the Queasel Corp podcast on a load of purebs.com and buy the Queasel Corp audiobook. We just released it. If you guys have never had Audible, you can get a free 30-day trial of Audible and get the book entirely for free. And I still get money for it which is the dopest shit ever uh but of course if you guys are listening on itunes or stitcher make sure to rate and subscribe us every single little bit helps and if you're watching us on youtube like subscribe comment i get giddy every time i get a comment because that means i can actually talk to people um and as always ladies and gentlemen you can find us at a load of pure bs.com buy our merch at merch.alodeofpurebs.com follow us on facebook subscribe on youtube 
donate to the Patreon. And remember, you can find both of us on Twitter at a load of pure BS, except no substitutes. And we will see you next week. I just want people to know that they're loved.